relish, chutney, hollandaise, or HB. Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Sorry, I'm just... I just saw, as we were uh, starting this show, the latest latest fresh meme from uh, Rat Dog Memes on Instagram. It is... <laughs> tell you what, we actually don't know who puts them together, Matt O'Kine, but the spice coming out of it and the absolute freshness is quite incredible. No, absolutely. Okay, so if you don't know what we're talking about, when we ran our meme competition to give away a robe a few weeks ago, uh, <laughs> from out of nowhere, uh, an account called Rat Dog Memes popped up, okay, at... Rat dog memes, exactly how it's said, how it's spelt, and uh, it is red hot. Like I, I honestly, I have solid lols to myself. Uh, you've, in got a, bed you've got when a high look standard at this. when it comes to memes and Man, the dankness thereof, Matt O'Kind. So uh, this good. one to do with uh, Costa from Gardening Australia jumped on the show yesterday. Uh, it says Costa says studies have showed that plants respond positively to music. And there's a photo of a wilted indoor lily saying plants after hearing the all-day breakfast and WAP remix. And it is, it is struggling. Mustn't have, mustn't have loved the uh, incredible uh, Cardi B uh, remix with a bit of this good stuff. But look, I tell you what, we don't know who you are, Rat Dog Memes. We don't know who you are, but we thank you for listening to the show and we thank you for being... I mean, you know, certainly one of our official meme ambassadors... Meme spurts. Yeah, let's sign them up. Meme experts. But but keep doing what you're doing. And if you haven't checked out Rat Dog Memes yet, please check it out. Throw your love behind it. Get get on the follows because it is honestly meme after meme of A-grade material. Today on the show, very excited, Matt O'Kine, a problem that we do all face, and that is breaking up with someone, not necessarily someone romantic, um, that's easy. I mean, that's a piece of cake. Just rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> Just send the text. <laughs> Just just send it. <laughs> um, break it up with a friend a little bit trickier because you you fundamentally disagree with their personality and you don't want to associate with them. But it's a tough you're one, a nice it? person. How do you go your separate ways from a friend? I've done it. You've done it? I've, I've have blatantly, quite blatantly, just broken up with a friend, like proper sit-down conversation. I didn't do it. I didn't do it well. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'm gonna, right. I'll, I'll explain what happened, and I'm going to admit now, I am not proud of how I did it or, or the aftermath, but okay. I did it. We're going to find out the correct way to do it with Dr. Hannah Coral, who's written a book about how to break up with friends. So it's very interesting stuff. That's coming up later on some all-day breakfast. Hope you are well. You're with Matt and Alex. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. First things first, Matt O'Kine, you've got a kid. I sure um, do. 18 what? month old. <laughs> Feels like it's frozen in amber like a mosquito at 18 months. But <laughs> but did you put any planning in when it came to, all right, what's the most convenient time for this baby to be born? Okay, nah. was it was there any planning that went into it? No, you don't think that far ahead, really. And we should like, have. So it's not like a skipping rope where you got a plan to jump in. You just ran on through and just hoped for the best. Well, I mean, uh, we should have because, um, and I might, well, I hope I'm not, you know, sharing too much if I well, am. Sorry, Belinda. Yeah, but, is, you know, we'll, we, we'll be listening to this right now. So apologies. We, um, you know, it, we had anticipated that it would take about six months to get pregnant. Mm. And um, it didn't. It happened very quickly. Um, mm. The the night after the Logies. Uh, <laughs> if, I, 
to be precise. I don't know whether I was just buzzing off that uh, <laughs> off that red carpet glow. You but decided anyways, to uh, produce your own best new talents to, uh, <laughs> to, so, to come and say so hello anyways, to the world. Anyways, what I what I didn't expect for it was it for it to happen, and then we found out that we were pregnant two two weeks later or so, or maybe is it oh. maybe it was a month later. Yeah, and usually I'm, day, I'm not sure about them. You know, I don't want to step on any menstrual cycle toes, but I'm pretty sure that's a it's a little four weeker. No, no, it was it was four weeks. You're right. Maybe it was five weeks, but anyways, <laughs> we found out on the day of splendor in the grass. Oh, yep, and uh, that was, um, well, lucky. Is what I'll say. <laughs> it's lucky we found out on the day of Splendor and not afterwards. So, you, you, yeah, indeed, that could have been a big one. But um, so you were taking your gum boots to protect your feet at Splendor, but um, when it came to. <laughs> Didn't wear the old, old gum helmet. I mean, what is that? What is, what is this? Where are we going with it? Why are you even asking me about this, Well, I'm only this, asking man? you because it's come up recently. I mean, we talked about footy finals yesterday. They are happening right now. And uh, one player from the St Kilda Saints is, you know, little, has an option to toss up and he's chosen to go with the baby, uh, Jake Kylow from the Saints, uh, who were playing in the first final series for a long time. They had a big win on the weekend, but he is leaving to uh, go and join his partner, uh, who is expecting. I'm devastated to... Um to leave the guys, um, but yeah, got to go home and, and make the tough decision. So, as we all know, we do everything for family, and I'm obviously excited to get back home and, and meet the, the little man of um, number three coming along. I didn't expect it to be number three. <laughs> Does I it mean, make a difference, you... Matt? Well, well, I mean, you know what's going to happen. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, you are absolutely <laughs> ruining this podcast for Belle in many ways. She's going to have to stop listening to this every day. Well, Sorry so I mean, much, Belle. I, wouldn't, I don't but, know if I'd, I'd definitely walk out of the finals for number one, but <laughs> number three. Be that as it may. They okay. basically walk out of the womb uh, you know, that, you know, when you're number three. So what's oh. the point? You don't need to be around. But footy finals are delayed because of the pandemic. So usually this would be fine. This is the off-season. This is when the footy trips are happening and it's totally fine. But it is a bit rough timing. Um, it led to former player Jonathan Brown saying that uh, due to uh, one of his teammates having a baby during the finals, that a rule was put in place by the then-coach Lee Matthews. Daniel Bradshaw, a teammate of mine, pulled out before a uh, final. Um, and and back his, in wife, that stage, his wife the... had the baby and then he did. Lee Matthews said to us, uh, we got eliminated in that final. He said to us on the Wednesday, don't have unprotected sex in January because it <laughs> coincides with September finals. And we all started laughing and he goes, I'm not joking, boys. So it takes a little bit of planning. Like even I was talking to a friend, they're expecting their second child. So, so exciting. Due date on the dad's current birthday. I mean, it's going to clash. You know, should oh. you spread out the family's birthdays through the year? How much timing do you put into these things, Matt? Way to, I mean, you got to do it. You got to aim for Christmas, don't you? So you just, you know, do the double present. <laughs> exactly. Save it all up. Uh, well, we got in touch with you to ask your baby timing. And uh, Carly is joining us right now. Hello, Carly. Hello. How are you? Good. Thank you, Carly. Now, who have we got in the background there? You can hear my little bub, Olive. Olive. Oh, hello, Olive. Um, She's actually waving at the phone right now. <laughs> oh, that's very cute. Well, yeah, I think Olive's our second youngest all-day breakfast um, fan so far, so thank you very much for that. Now, uh, you fell pregnant uh, just after organising a couple of holidays. Yeah, so um, 
my husband and I wanted to have a baby and it was taking a lot longer than what we wanted. So I thought, bugger it, I'm going to take the pressure off, go on a couple of trips. So the first one was like a girl's trip to Darwin um, and we were going to go to bake in the grass. And then the second one was uh, Greece, so going to Athens and the Greek islands. Oh. And then, so bake in the grass, I I think it might have been in April maybe. Yep. Um, and then I went to Greece in July, but I fell pregnant in March. <laughs> no. Oh, so, like I still went and sure, it was awesome. But obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like. <laughs> can't sample the, uh, the delicious ouzo in Greece well, when it. you're you over there. They kept trying to make me drink as well. Like oh. I, my mum's Greek, so I can speak Greek. And then they, after we'd finished the meal, I'd have to tell them, like, I'm pregnant. And, like, I looked pregnant. I'm pregnant. I can't have anything. Oh, just a little bit. No, <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm that's fine. The, it's that's cultural over there, the isn't it? The worst thing is, yeah. I mean, we, well, Carly, we found out on the Day of Splendour. And then, so, you know, you turn up to this massive music festival and people, when, you, when you're when you in your 30s, people are immediately suspicious. They go, they'll yeah. be like, hey, I'm going to go to the bar. Do you want a drink? And then you're like, no. Oh, and no, they're like, thanks. you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just trying to do dry August. <laughs> Whatever. It's the worst. Goodness me. Do you have a good time anyway? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it was funny when I was in Greece. So half the trip was going to be with me and my husband, and the other half was going to be with my mum and I. But then mum couldn't come anymore, so dad came instead. But dad was really worried that um everyone would think that I was his like. Trophy wife. <laughs> Trophy wife. Yeah. I was trying to think of the word. And he was so awkward, but my dad can't speak Greek, so he kept being like, my, oh, it's my daughter, so I'd have to say, that's my dad. <laughs> He's here with me. And anyway, he was so he was really awkward about the whole thing, so we'd go for walks and he'd walk in front of me, not next to me. What? <laughs> no one's going to care. Like, Goodness but yes, God. I had a really good time anyway. Oh, I bet. And look, it sounds like Olive and Enjoyed it as well. Uh, yes. Shouting out with fond memories of the trip herself. So thank you so much, Carly. That's amazing. And say hi to Olive for us, and we'll catch you again soon. I will. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. See ya. And if you've got Bye. a badly timed baby story for us, please get in touch. Matt.n.alex on Instagram. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now it's time for Horoscopes with Matt and Alex. Aries, it's here, the day you thought would never come. You were always too young. You had plenty of time. Life was more about play than it was about work, but it snuck up on you and there's no going back now. So do it. You're finally at the point in your life where you can take a deep breath Suck it up and buy an iron. Taurus, you check in to a venue and go to show the bar staff, but they laugh and say, don't worry, I trust you. You wish they didn't trust you. They shouldn't trust anyone. Gemini, you will pull a blind and it will lift up straight away and not even too fast where it swivels around the top a few times and almost breaks itself. Smoothly, on the first go, it will be the highlight of 2020. Cancer. 
This week you'll learn that green, yellow and red capsicums are all the same capsicums. It's just the level of ripeness that's different. You thought they were all different capsicums for some reason, but nope, they're all the same. Leo, remember, the ground is lava is played 24-7 in Hawaii. Virgo, you'll research into buying one of those $1 houses in Italy. You've researched it all before, though. It's still a bad idea and makes no economic sense whatsoever at all. So you settle for three nights at Coffs Harbour Caravan Park instead. Libra, now is the perfect time to get into cryptocurrency. Not cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. It's basically the same as the online blockchain-based international trading item, except it's spiderwebs. Like actual spiderwebs. Sure, some may laugh at you, but as far as I'm concerned, I'd rather have my hard-earned locked up in the protonaceous silk emitted from the spinneret of an arachnid more than fake internet points. That was Libra. (laughs) Scorpio. You stop at a pedestrian crossing next to someone. You watch them press the button. It's already been pressed. But go on. You know you want to. Click. Congratulations, hero. Sagittarius. You'll get the urge this week to get a personalised number plate. Resist it. Capricorn. You'll wonder what the makers of Birdie Beetle do for the other 11 months of the year that the show isn't on. Aquarius. You'll find a leftover caramello koala from last Easter. Or last show. After opening you'll see that it's gone all cracked and white on the outside, so it now resembles a poor resident of Pompeii. YOLO, you'll say to yourself as you crunch down on the charred marsupial. Pisces, you feel like chicken, but half is too much, but a quarter is too little. You wish chickens came in thirds, but that would require a chicken with two legs and a wing in the middle of its chest. Or you could also settle for a chicken with six limbs. Either way, you have nightmares for days. Order up! Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Matt, where in Indrapilly did uh, the crew on the pea plates used to cut laps? Oh, well, no. I used to go to Moore Park. That was before I had a license. I think that was illegal. Anyways. <laughs> so you're saying you were cutting laps against all good judgment? Well, there was just a dirt track 
you know, that every now and then, oh, you know, dad would drive me along and I'd change the the gears or whatever or, oh. you, know, you, you know, just this is like when I was quite young. I don't know if I, you know, I can't get arrested retrospectively, can I? There's I, no proof that that happened. I think the statute of limitations is probably on it for um, <laughs> illegally changing gears whilst uh, right. the daddy back <laughs> cut some fatties around Indro. Um, Danny Warnable used to go do a Cannon Hill lap down past Lake Batobe over to the breakwater and back. And I remember my friend first got his car when he turned 18. Um, I did one with him and I said, oh, I'll pay for petrol if you let let us, while we're cruising along, if you let me pump this song from your car window. What's your flavour? Tell me what's your flavour? Oh, yeah. What was his whip? What was he driving? <laughs> and we were looking at about a, probably a 1992 white Holden Commodore station wagon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a few empty Slurpee cups on the... Uh, <laughs> Oi, you, uh, Waterville did have a 7-Eleven, mate. Frozen Cokes, all. maybe, from the from the Night Owl or whatever. Yeah, but what I'm saying, it, it is fun to just get in a car and go nowhere, you know, do a couple of laps. And, um, look, the President of the United States had the same ethos going wrong, around. His flavour, unfortunately, was COVID-19, though, whilst he was travelling around. He is... Yeah. Sick with it. Well, um, I mean, yours, your laps were pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> his were fully sick. He decided to go out of his hospital room where he's quarantining for uh, the time that he's infected with the coronavirus. Uh, Secret Service members driving him around to wave at people in the car. And I tell you what, the people were absolutely loving it. <laughs> And that's not an exaggeration because, according to a doctor from the very hospital that Donald Trump is staying at, uh, the people who were taking him around on the lap could die uh, as a result of his request. James Phillips, he is a doctor of emergency medicine at George Washington University and attending physician at Walter Reed, called the stunt insanity saying every single person in the vehicle during that completely unnecessary presidential drive-by now has to quarantine for 14 days. They might get sick. They may die. For political theatre, commanded by Trump to put their lives at risk for this theatre, this is insanity. The car that he was in, because it was a Secret Service car and it was bulletproof, but also designed to be impenetrable to... chemical attacks, mm. the doctor was literally saying this is the worst place you could possibly be because there's no air circulation. You know, Ooh. being outdoors is good for, you know, p- better when it comes to the spread of, of uh, COVID-19, so, being in an absolute airtight bubble. The people who were driving him were in, in a lot more danger as a result. It's like a uh, a COVID Dutch oven. <laughs> Just Dutching up with the SARS-2. <laughs> SARS-CoV-2 oven, that's it. Absolutely needed to crack a window. I mean, when you when you cruise around to some Craig David, you want the windows down and blasting. And I think if you must do a car trip, you'd probably want the same for coronavirus. So we're asking you, um, when have you had to crack a window in the car? Let us know. Maybe it's for a smell. Maybe it's for a disease, a virus. Maybe mm. it is just to let the flavour out. What's your flavour? <laughs> Tell me what's your flavor. Well, maybe it's because you have a puppy who loves the the wind in the muzzle there. Um, but I remember going to the Grampians at a school camp one time and there were two buses. One was, you know, an ordinary great little minibus. The other one we called the dupe because the automatic door sign 
uh, the R stem had come off and it said automatic dupe. So we were on the dupe and you had to drive. It was about three hours from where we were to the Grampians. And at the back, the emergency exit thing had come off. And so the beep was going for the whole trip, just So you've got 20 kids on this bus with happening at the Grampians, camp for three days. On the way home, someone had left milk on the bus and it had baked for three days. And so on the way back, I got stuck on the dupe. And it stunk of off milk and it went boop for the whole <laughs> So we just had to crack the windows down and cruise on this awful minibus uh, back back from the school Did you camp. at least all put your arm out the window and do like a mass wavy thing? You know, the wave, the up and down? I only know that because it's like a stereotype of teen movies of, <laughs> of doing the wave. My wavy hand was in front of my nose trying to get the smell out of the nostrils. But um, let us know when you've uh, been forced to crack a window. Uh, this is about an Alex all day breakfast. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Matt O'Kine, it's a problem that's faced many people at many times. Uh, friends who's, who somehow become your friends or somehow change and you realise it's time to, uh, to call it quits in the friendship. I was first introduced to it um, via Seinfeld, as many things. Um, it was so popular that they put it in an episode. I don't think we should see each other anymore. <laughs> This friendship, it's not working. We're just not suited to be friends. Uh, you've said that you have encountered this problem many Look, times. I, did, I didn't realise what I'd done was a, just a solid breakup with a friend, but yeah, I did. And it was I feel terrible about it now in hindsight because it wasn't an easy thing to do, but it was just really getting on me. We were just not compatible as people. And after a friend's wedding one day, you know, this guy was back at my, my house, you know, share house. We were all having kick-ons and I just... Pulled him aside and I said, look, man, I don't like you. <laughs> okay, well, and, was that the best way to go about it or is there a better like, way that could have it could have happened? We're going to be was, finding out courtesy of Dr. <laughs> Hannah Coral. She's written a book called How to Break Up with Friends and it actually comes out tomorrow. So we thought we'd get her on beforehand to uh, to let us all know and particularly about Okai know the best way to do it. Hello, Hannah. Hi, thank you so much for having me, guys. It's such a pleasure to be with you and chat with you. You guys are my... High school heroes going oh. through uni, listen to you every morning on my drives from Ballarat down to Melbourne. So, Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. And look, I'm sorry if I've just done the breakup with friends wrong. At, you know, you just heard uh, my story because, I mean, the the, the guy, you know, well, he, he like after I said that, he was kind of like, oh, wow, you know, this makes so much sense. Like <laughs> I've just felt like there's been a weird disconnect and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't like, yeah. And, um, you know, I feel bad because I, I shouldn't have said it the way that I did. But at the end of the day, I don't regret it because it's not there's, there's nothing wrong with him. He is a person that he's fine as himself and I'm fine as myself. We just shouldn't have been together, right? <laughs> I do think that uh, one of the principles I put in my book is don't do anything in the heat of the moment. So, <laughs> oh, especially yes. not after a few beers or a few cocktails. <laughs> oh, uh, that's I certainly made that mistake. Um, well, look, let's talk about your book. It is called How to Break Up with Friends. Um, it comes out tomorrow, and uh, and yeah, I mean, what what inspired you to write write a book about friendships and breakups? <laughs> When I hit 30, I had my existential crisis and sort of 
had that realization moment where you reassess the people around you. Um, and I kind of realized that a lot of these people who had been bending over backwards for uh, weren't really in my life as much as they perhaps should be. And it kind of made me suddenly hit me in the face a little bit like, oh, is it friendship or is it more like friendship? One of the things that we often go through in society with this mentality that a friend is a friend is a friend and they're always a friend no matter what. And the longer they've been a friend, the better. And that doesn't necessarily always equate to quality friendship. So quantity doesn't equal quality. And we're just kind of giving them a whole pass to keep treating us badly just because we've known them for a really long time. Okay. So, I mean, what do you expect from a friend? What do you think that friendship should look like then because I mean shouldn't shouldn't friends I was reading like a chapter in your in your book about about you know people who only call you up when it's convenient for them or when they need something but isn't that kind of don't don't shouldn't friends help each other out and stuff totally friends should absolutely help each other out friends should be there to trust one another to support one another to be kind to one another respect one another friendship is a reciprocal relationship it's a give and a take and sometimes we shy away from the the take part because society tells us you're a really great person if you're totally altruistic if you give and you never expect anything in return and that's really that's really fantastic that's very honorable but what it does is it sets you up for a whole lot of burnout and for being taken for granted that's not a reciprocal friendship yeah boom mic drop <laughs> <laughs> you've got to be very careful with it but what about um what about situations where there's that personality clash where it's not so much you're not there for people but you're realizing whether it's you know you're pursuing different interests or you've you've you're taking a different path in life yeah you know sometimes you might have a great friend and they're a great person but mm-hmm. you actually just aren't vibing with them um and that's a little bit like you know the dating world really isn't it sometimes mm-hmm. someone might be fantastic on paper but they're just not wetting our whistle when it comes to <laughs> actually committing to a relationship is that the word you should um, use when you're saying to them you're just not wetting my whistle <laughs> we're gonna have to take a step back here <laughs> yeah that's correct and so many people don't communicate when they're not really vibing something and that's when we get a mismatch in the hierarchy Mm. of a friendship it's totally fine to own i am not in a position where i can give this friendship the time and the energy that honors it it's about embracing and cherishing the friendships that are flourishing and the ones that aren't flourishing and that aren't serving us saying that it's all right to start pruning out those those areas of our lives that are really just kind of sucking us dry a little bit. That's For great. Sure. Pruning okay. rather than, you know, hacking through a rainforest. You're just pruning your friendship so, social Not circles. doing the cull. The old <laughs> Facebook cull. Oh, if you've seen this post, then you're lucky you survived. <laughs> Well, um, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on the release of the book. It comes out tomorrow. It's called How to Break Up with Friends. Hannah Coral, Dr. Hannah Coral, I should say, uh, clinical neuropsychologist, registered psychologist. Um, Thank you so much for uh, joining us today and letting us know how to do something that is a really tough, tough task for many, many people. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a pleasure. Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of All Day Breakfast. And look, we hope you don't want to break up with us because we are your friends. We appreciate you very, very much. Please don't. Please. Please. <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> no, that's that's the wrong way to handle a, a rejection. Um, look, I don't even care if you want to not be friends no, anymore. No, <laughs> all we want to say is hopefully we'll see you again tomorrow. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And 
look, there's a couple of things that we would love to do with you. Uh, one is check, check out at Rat Dog Memes. Okay, very, very funny memeage. And number two is please get in touch with us um, on Insta or our Discord, however you want to, and let us know when have you had to crack a window? When have you had to uh, wind it down? Maybe it's to yell to someone. Could have been when you had you know? to warn someone about something or yell to a friend. Uh, who then turned out to not be your friends, um, please let us know. Get in touch. We're going to leave you today with just a journey of self-discovery. Americans don't really have any idea what kettles are, uh, but the secret is out. And on TikTok, Americans are introducing uh, each other to the brand new world of uh, heating up water easily. So we're going to leave you with that one and we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This right here so handy you need this if you are living on your own it's a water boiler it'll literally boil your water in like two minutes you just put some water in it put it on that thing push this thing down and it goes how they ended up with donald trump i shall never know we can't judge them for that i mean it's a it's a weird they've got we told you about it before remember it's the it's the power situation it's the electricity it is certainly a question of power, that's right. Anyway, bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.